Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morrison and Forrester, where we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Hello, this is David Lynn. I'm a partner in the Washington, D.C. office of Morrison and Forrester. And today I'm very pleased to be joined by my colleague, Gina Choi, who's a partner in Morrison and Forrester's San Francisco office and who previously served as regional director of the SEC San Francisco office. Gina, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, Dave, thanks so much for having me. Today, we're going to talk about what seems to be really a perennial topic of debate, and that is the use of Rule 10b-51 plans for trading in the securities of public companies by the public company's insiders or by the company itself. And uh, it seems like every few years, this topic comes up and um, we find ourselves again in a time frame where people are talking about Rule 10b-51 plans. Uh, what... Um, is actually a 10b-51 plan and how does it get implemented at a company? Rule 10b-51 plans are written plans or a set of instructions by which corporate insiders, officers, directors, and employees at a public company can buy or sell stock according to a set plan. These plans can be used to mitigate against the risk of claims of insider trading And Dave, as you know, insider trading is prohibited under the federal securities laws. You can't trade on the basis of material non-public information in breach of a duty. And because corporate insiders, by definition almost, tend to have inside or non-public information about their companies, Congress set up a kind of safe harbor so that officers and directors of public companies can use 10b-51 plans to help them buy or sell shares of stock without the risk of having to prove affirmatively that they weren't engaged in insider trading. The idea is if you set up a Rule 10b-51 plan, that would provide an affirmative defense against an allegation of insider trading. You still have to show that the plan was properly designed, that it was instituted with good faith, that you didn't have um, material non-public information when you were setting up the plan. But if all that checks out, Rule 10b-51 plans generally provide a layer of protection for corporate insiders when they're trading in their company's stock. You know, generally plans can be put together by an executive with the help of a lawyer. The terms of the plan have to specify the amount of shares, the pricing, um, the date of the transaction. And that could include a written formula, an algorithm, a macro to determine the amount, the price, the date. And you can see how this works. Um, You know, life happens. Events come up, especially if a lot of an executive's comp is made through the grant of shares or options. You want to be in a position to be able to liquidate those shares or diversify one's portfolio. So a plan can take into account when taxes might come due or when a college tuition bill comes due or other life events where an individual might need liquidity. So a 10B51 plan can come in handy, especially when you consider that some companies have blackout periods as part of their insider trading policies that restrict employees' abilities to trade at particular times. An executive who's put a 10B51 plan in place quarters um, or years in advance can be in a really good position to show that the determination to trade was made way before news that comes out that with hindsight can look suspicious. That's helpful. And I think one um, thing that I alluded to earlier is just how this topic has come up again and people have been talking about 
10 b 51 plans and criticisms have arisen about their implementation. Um, you know, what has been said recently about 10 b 51 plans and are these issues that the SEC might address at some point? You know, that's exactly right, Dave. I've told you some of the good things about Rule 10b-51 plans and why public companies and officers and directors might want to adopt plans and reference them in their insider trading policies. But there is a good amount of cynicism surrounding uh, these plans. Since they came into existence about 20 years ago, and especially most recently, the press Members of Congress, academics have taken a hard look at trades made pursuant to 10b-51 plans. And there is a narrative out there, and certain academics have done data analysis, that corporate executives are taking advantage of these plans, that there's abuse of 10b-51 plans, or that corporate executives are gaming the system with these plans. Years ago, the Enforcement Division of the SEC announced that they would be looking closely at these plans, but there haven't been very many enforcement actions charging insider trading pursuant to a 10b-51 plan. And that makes sense, um, considering how these how the plans are designed. But the scrutiny persists. Recently, academics have analyzed trading pursuant to these plans and have published findings that public companies disproportionately announce good news on days when corporate executives are selling shares under 10b-51 plans. And another study found that certain trading pursuant to 10b-51 plans seemed particularly opportunistic and avoided losses to a greater extent than their industry peers. And just this past November, in the last few weeks of his tenure, then SEC Chairman Jay Clayton talked about good corporate hygiene and discussed a cooling off period for 10b-51 plans. So you're not trading days or even weeks after you've put a plan in place. Last month, Senators Elizabeth Warren, Sherrod Brown, and Chris Van Hollen sent a letter to the SEC asking it to review rules for 10b-51 plans. And it was clear that they thought something fishy was going on. In the letter, the senators wrote, these plans were designed to prevent insider trading, but new evidence indicates that executives, especially those in the healthcare industry, are abusing these plans to obtain huge windfalls at the expense of ordinary investors. A couple of years ago, the House passed a bill directing the SEC to study Rule 10b-51 plans and see whether Rule 10b-51 itself should be amended. The Senate didn't do anything with that bill, but now you have three senators all on the Senate Banking Committee now in the majority, sending a letter to the SEC to have them look at these plans. I think the stars might have aligned and you may see some new rules or even some new legislation regarding these plans. Yeah, a lot of the focus is on the plans and their use by insiders, executives and directors, but also companies use these plans in connection with their share repurchase activities. Are there any particular concerns there with how companies utilize Rule 10b-51 plans? Dave, I'm so glad you asked. I think you're right. Most lawyers, board members, executives, or anyone who knows uh, a little bit about 10b-51 plans, they think about them in the context of individual officers, directors, or significant shareholders. But Entities can also set up a Rule 10b-51 plan for risk mitigation, and that could include asset managers, um, hedge funds. And in the context of a stock buyback, companies can do so with a Rule 10b-51 plan in place. 
what's really interesting, I think, is that recently the SEC brought an enforcement action just last October against Andiver, a Texas-based oil company that involved a stock buyback and a 10B51 plan. And Dave, I've already told you that enforcement actions involving 10B51 plans are pretty rare. So to see this case in the context of a stock buyback is extremely rare. I think it's a first-in-kind case. And interestingly, the case charged a controls violation. Let me tell you a little bit about the facts in the case. And here, the dates and the timing matter. According to the SEC's order, Andiver was engaged in discussions about being bought by another public company in 2017, but they suspended negotiations in October of 2017. In January 2018, just three months later, the acquiring company's CEO came back to Andiver's CEO to resume talks. Two days before a meeting that had been scheduled between the CEOs, Andiver CEO directed a repurchase of $250 million of Andiver stock pursuant to a board authorization from several years ago that the company used from time to time. On February 23rd, the company executed a 10B51 plan and repurchased 2.6 million shares over the next two months at an average price of $97 per share. And on April 30th, 2018, just a couple months later, Andiver announced that it would be acquired in a deal at a share price of more than $150 per share. So the SEC did not charge insider trading or bring a fraud charge, but rather it claimed that Andiver had violated the internal controls provisions of the Exchange Act which requires that public companies have appropriate internal accounting controls to make sure that they're complying with their company's policies. Basically, the SEC said that Andiver's internal controls were insufficient to ensure that their insider training policy was being followed. The SEC found that even though Andiver's legal department approved the plan, its process was informal and it didn't take into account a conferring with people like the CEO who had information regarding the takeover and whether that takeover was likely. The case was settled, but the penalty was significant for a controls provision violation, $20 million. Even though enforcement cases involving stock buybacks and 10B51 plans are rare, companies should make sure that the decision to engage in a stock buyback is subject to a controls process that is well thought out it's well-followed, and it's well-documented. This is especially true if your company is going through a major M&A transaction. And how should the board be involved in overseeing a company's insider trading policy and the use of Rule 10b-51 plans? You know, with all the scrutiny on 10b-51 plans, I would strongly advise boards of public companies to pay attention to their company's insider trading policy and the use of Rule 10b-51 plans. This is an area that doesn't just expose your company and its executives to legal risk, reputational risk. First, make sure that you get the basics right. Use 10b-51 plans as an important tool for insiders who want or need to trade but make sure Rule 10b-51 plans are well-documented and include the required terms. Make sure that executing 
and modifying plans only occur during open trading windows and at times when individuals are not aware of material non-public information. When they execute their plans, executives should certify that they're not in possession of material non-public information. Audit committees should flag Rule 10b-51 plans as an area of interest and make sure internal audit is routinely reviewing compliance of these plans. Look for suspicious trading. Investigate those instances if and when they come up. Look for instances of trading outside the plan. Once a plan is in place, executives and companies are exposing themselves to risk if they trade outside the plan. Look for instances where individuals have canceled or modified a plan. Look at plans that involve a single trade. And consider mandating a cooling off period between creation of a plan and the first trades under that plan. Think about what that period of time should be for your organization. Chairman Clayton suggested four months, six months. That all seems reasonable. If trading ensues days or weeks after a plan is put in place, that can expose companies and executives to reputational risk. And what sort of questions should the directors be asking of management when they're talking about insider transactions in the company's securities and the company's share repurchase activity? If I were on a board or advising the audit committee for a board, I would make sure that management understood that insider transactions and share repurchases are an area of interest for the board particularly now when there's heightened legislative, regulatory, and public scrutiny. As strategic advisors who can provide perspective for management and can highlight areas of risk, just by asking questions, you can elevate attention to this area. And by doing so, you can mitigate risk. I would ask and determine whether your company is following best practices when it comes to 10b-51 plans. Make sure that plans are only instituted in open trading windows and not while in possession of material non-public information. In the case of stock buybacks, make sure internal controls are robust, they're thoughtful, they're followed, and they're documented. Ask about multiple or overlapping plans that cover the same securities. Ask about modifications, suspensions, or terminations of plans. I would discuss instituting a cooling off period, and I would also discuss whether there should be public disclosure about plans adopted by the company itself or by senior executives of the company. Neither of these are required under Rule 10b-51, I would say yet. But I do think that putting scrutiny on these issues, making it a priority at the board level can go a long way to show leadership show integrity, good corporate hygiene, transparency, and good corporate governance, which the SEC has already identified as a priority area in this new administration. Great. Thank you, Gina, for all those insights. Thanks for having me. Please make sure to subscribe to the MoFo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts.